BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, I'm Cheryl Ackeson. Welcome to another podcast. I want to talk a little bit about polls and their accuracy or lack thereof. It almost seems like we've forgotten what happened back in 2016. As the presidential battle among Democrats is heating up, there are new polls and predictions every day as to how it's all going to turn out. A recent Marquette University law poll found that both Democrat Joe Biden and Socialist Democrat Bernie Sanders would beat Republican President Trump in the state of Wisconsin. They're saying that, mind you, more than a year before the actual election. Some news reporters and pundits seem to be using these early polls to try to shape public opinion rather than report on a snapshot in time. Biden is the only Democrat who can beat Trump, say some. All the polls show him in first place. Everyone else may as well hang it up. Biden is doomed as a candidate, insist others. He should bow out. Camilla Harris and Elizabeth Warren, too far left. Tulsi Gabbard, not left enough. Beto O'Rourke, dead in the water. Or how about this recent finding from Quinnipiac? Every top major Democrat, it said, beats Trump by at least nine points. I think it's time for a friendly intervention in the form of a look back at some of the predictions and punditry about this time in campaign 2016, I'm going to call it a trip down short-term memory lane. Many polls ultimately turn out to be poor predictors early and often. Going back to May of 2015, a Quinnipiac University poll found that Donald Trump topped the no-way list among Republicans, with 21% of GOP voters saying they would definitely not support him. On June 22, 2015, an NBC Wall Street Journal poll put Donald Trump at about 1%, behind 10 Republican candidates, Jeb Bush, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Rand Paul, Rick Perry, Ted Cruz, Chris Christie, and Carly Fiorina. The same poll put Trump at rock bottom among 16 candidates when Republican voters were asked, could you see yourself supporting this candidate? On June 24, 2015, Politico's Daniel Strauss tried to tamp down fears that Trump could actually be a winner. Whispers of a Trump surge are making the rounds, wrote Strauss. It might be wise to take a deep breath. Nationally, Trump's polling has been on the decline. Strauss quoted a Suffolk University pollster as saying, Trump's favorable polling means people may have seen him on TV, but, quote, that doesn't mean they're going to vote for him. Everybody should calm down. Former New Hampshire Republican Party Chairman Fergus Cullen 
declared at the time that there was, quote, no visible grassroots movement for Trump in New Hampshire. And Patrick Murray, director of the Monmouth University Polling Institute, said, at the end of the day, it's quite possible that Donald Trump will get 11% in New Hampshire, but that might be his cap. Trump actually won the Republican primary in New Hampshire with just over 35% of the vote. On July 1, 2015, a CNN poll found, quote, Clinton's clearest advantage is over Donald Trump. They put Clinton's advantage at 25 full percentage points, 59% to 34%. On July 14, 2015, a USA Today Suffolk poll found Trump trailed Clinton by 17 points, 51 to 34 percent. July 30, 2015, Quinnipiac found Bernie Sanders to be a winner, topping Trump 44 percent to 39 percent. Precisely four years ago, in September 2015, an NBC Wall Street Journal poll found that Clinton was in dead heats against Jeb Bush, Ben Carson, and Carly Fiorina. Quote, the only Republican whom Clinton led by a significant margin was businessman Donald Trump. Sanders would beat Trump by 16 points, they said, more than Clinton, who had only a 10-point lead over Trump. Later that month, an NBC News Wall Street Journal poll determined that Clinton would stamp Trump 49 percent to 39 percent. Moving closer to the primaries, on November 23, 2015, Nate Silver of the polling site 538 measured the odds of a Trump win and concluded that Trump's odds were, quote, higher than zero but considerably less than 20 percent. December 14, 2015, an NBC News Wall Street Journal poll determined that Hillary Clinton would beat Trump by 10 points and Senator Cruz by three points but would lose to Marco Rubio and retired surgeon Ben Carson. Also in December 2015, Salon political writer Sean Illing declared that if Trump faced off against Clinton, quote, it would not only hand the presidency to the Democrats, it would also lead to a Democratic landslide up and down the ballot. In fact, Republicans retain their majorities in the House, the Senate, and governorships. Illing now provides political analysis to Vox. Later that month, in December 2015, Rolling Stone's Tom Dickinson declared Trump would get, quote, schlonged by Bernie Sanders, based on a Quinnipiac University poll that found the margin to be Sanders 51%, Trump 38%. Quote, Senator Bernie Sanders hammers Trump, according to Quinnipiac's Tim Malloy. Also, he said, quote, Hillary Clinton tops Trump 47% to 40%. Also in December 2015, an NBC Wall Street Journal survey determined that, quote, Clinton would smash Trump 50% to 40%. Rubio in this poll beat Clinton 48% to 45%. A Fox News survey said Clinton would thump Trump 49% to 38%, and Rubio would beat Clinton 45% to 43%. DeRoy Murdoch of National Review predicted a Trump nomination would, quote, engineer a Hillary Clinton landslide. He advised, quote, Republican voters should nominate a stalwart, quick-witted conservative whose immigrant roots and modest means make him a far more elusive target for Clinton's slings and arrows. That man, Murdoch said, was Rubio. Murdoch is a Fox News contributor and a contributing editor of National Review Online. In January of 2016, David Wasserman wrote in 538 
that a Donald Trump nomination would make Clinton's election very likely, quote, raise the odds of a Democratic Senate and increase pressure on a center-right candidate to mount an independent bid and split the GOP asunder. He concluded, quote, In other words, if you're a member of the Republican Party who wants to win in November, it's basically Rubio or bust. Wasserman provides election analysis for Cook Political Report and NBC. His bio notes he is, quote, trusted by Republicans and Democrats as accurate. In March 2016, a Just the Facts analysis of hard data by TheConversation.com determined that Trump would not win enough electoral votes in a matchup against Clinton with just 236, 34 fewer than the 270 he needed. They were off by 68. Trump actually got 304 electoral votes, 34 more than needed. Clinton actually ended up with even fewer electoral votes than the deficit predicted for Trump. Now, the above-mentioned polls may well have been spot on at the time, an accurate measurement of what the public was saying. But that punctuates my point. Wherever we are today is not necessarily an accurate predictor, or even close to it, of where we'll end up. To put things in perspective, at this time four years ago, Donald Trump was in the same territory of where Democrats Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, and Amy Klobuchar are today. So it can be entertaining to speculate about what's going to happen in the pretty distant future, at least in terms of political elections. But when it comes to serious prognostication, it's best for all of us to keep in mind that November 2020 may seem near, but is yet so far. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Share it with your friends and leave a good review. You can go to CherylAtkinson.com, click the podcast tab, and listen to all my podcasts. I also have a second podcast now related to my Sunday TV program, Full Measure. It's called Full Measure After Hours. I hope you'll look for that, too. In the meantime, make up your own mind, do your own research, and think for yourself. Thanks for listening.